Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host as usual, Ajitesh. If you have been trying to reach your weight loss goals for a while now, but are struggling a bit in the process, it's probably because of a lack of consistency, a lack of guidance, or just a lack of support. If you'd like a 24-7 support system to hold your hand and guide you through the process till you get to your goals, you should consider one-on-one coaching with Workday Physique. Visit workdayphysique.com to learn more. For today's episode, I wanted to talk a bit about asking the right questions. And not questions that you need to ask someone else, but questions that you need to ask yourself. And solving your own problems, solving your weight loss problems using critical thinking. When it comes to weight loss, most problems that arise are due to people having behaviors which are just not conducive to them staying at a lower body weight, to them staying at a lower body fat level. And if you take 10 different people who are all struggling with their weight, people who are overweight currently, it's very likely that most of them would have similar behaviors that they share around food, around exercise, around lifestyle choices that they make on a day-to-day basis. And similarly, if you take people who are athletic, people who are in great shape, and you take 10 of them, you would find that most of them share similar uh, behaviors around food, exercise, lifestyle. Why I say most of them is because a lot of people may be carrying extra body weight because they have some kind of medical condition. A lot of people could be in great shape because they just have great genetics. So there are a lot of other variables in play. But in most cases, it is factors within your control, which is keeping you at a certain physical state. And these factors are oftentimes behavioral and not things which people usually think are the culprit because people tend to go hunting for solutions like what kind of food should I eat to accelerate my weight loss, right? People tend to go looking for solutions like what exercise will make me burn more fat. But ultimately, it's not the exercise or the food that is actually keeping you there. It is your core behaviors around food and exercise. It is your core behaviors which you use on a day-to-day basis to make decisions, to make different choices. So if you want long-term lasting weight loss results, you have to address the problem at its core and not go hunting for short-term solutions. And that is why I'm not a big fan of things like diet plans, diet charts, meal plans, whatever you like to call them, same things. And if you'd like to know why I dislike them so much, it's because they're surface level solutions. And once you're done with a diet plan, diet chart, you might lose some weight, but does it guarantee that you will not regain that weight back? It does not. All right. And for most people, the problem is that once they have lost the weight, they're not able to sustain that long term. So when, when you hop on a diet plan, diet chart, you got to ask yourself this. If you were to follow the same eating pattern, these same foods for the rest of your life, is that something that is possible for you? For most people, it isn't because you'll be going out with friends. You'll be going to different social gatherings. There's no way for 
you to tell what tomorrow is going to look like, let alone trying to predict what the rest of your life, <laughs> let's not even talk about that, the rest of your month, the rest of your week is going to look like. So following a rigid system may seem very ideal in theory, but when it comes to practice, there are a lot of uh, flaws in the system. So even if you're able to say get results using a very rigid set framework, it is not something that you'll be able to keep up with long term. And if you're not addressing the problem at its core, which is changing your core behaviors around food and exercise, you'll just not sustain results long term. So if you'd like to know more on how you can change your perspective from thinking of weight loss in terms of following a diet, following a specific meal plan, and start to think of it more in terms of fundamental habit shifts, then you should go check out episode number 20, which covers everything regarding this topic. But for today's episode, I wanted to talk specifically about asking questions and why asking the right questions can oftentimes give you the solutions to the problems that you're facing currently. For most of us, for you, for me, we don't like to listen to other people's advice. And if you think of the times when you talked about your problems to someone and they gave you instructions saying things like, you know, you need to do this, you should go do this, you should go do that. A lot of the times, if something contradicts our own thought process, it is an advice that we are not likely to follow through with. And also, you might have seen this normally as well, when people seem to command you to do things, that do this, do that, you have this inner sense of rebellion that you don't want to do things that you're being told to do, all right? But on the other hand, this has been psychologically proven that people are more likely to do things which they themselves suggest. Okay, so an advice that comes from you, something that you say you would do, something that you think is the right solution to a problem, you're more likely to follow through with it. And that is why asking yourself the right questions and trying to come up, come up with the solutions that you think will solve your problem is so important. Because once you're able to do that, you don't have to go hunting for other people to give you instructions and you're also more likely to follow through with whatever solution you come up with. Something that I am quite a huge fan of is self-reflection and introspection. I think they're the same things, but yeah, I don't know why I just said self-reflection and introspection. They're, they're kind of the same things. I don't know if they're different things, but I feel like that is so important when you're trying to improve any kind of skill. The only two things which are important are deliberate practice. That is making a conscious effort to practice something regularly and self introspection. That is reflecting upon your actions and seeing if they align with what you're trying to achieve. And this even applies to when you're trying to make behavior modifications around food, around exercise. Because if you're just letting things be, if you're just not putting in deliberate, conscious effort to change some things, and if you're just relying on pure chance and probability to get things done, then it's a lot of guesswork. So you may end up getting the results, you may not end up getting the results. And I know that many people, they feel very happy when they suddenly see a drop in their 
weighing scale number and they feel very disappointed when the scale number goes up. But there is oftentimes a lack of deliberate effort on their part to work on where they want to be. So it is a lot of just, you know, accidental movement in the weighing scale numbers. So you're focusing on the wrong things if you're not taking deliberate action to work on yourself using self-introspection to understand where your behaviors are currently and where they should be. And instead, you are being overly focused on something that is out of your control, which is your weighing scale number. So when it comes to asking yourself questions, I don't want you to do this in your head. I want you to do this on paper. A lot of people, they are able to do this on their, in their heads, but these people are just naturally great at critical thinking. So they don't need to, you know, be even listening to this podcast because they don't have these problems. But for most people who have trouble figuring out where things are going wrong, it helps writing things down. So you got to write down what's on your mind. What is the thing that is bothering you right now? Write everything down. Like when you write down the first thing, then ask yourself, and what else? And what else? All right. Then ask yourself, what's the real challenge here? All right. What is the main challenge that I'm facing in the process? Okay. And then ask yourself, what do I actually want? All right. What do I actually want? What's the real challenge? And then how do I go about finding a solution that actually fixes this real challenge? So when you go through this process in a logical step-by-step manner, it makes it more likely that you will come to a solution that is actionable, that resolves your challenge, and you will actually become aware of the challenge in the first place. For many people, it's very hard to even figure out what the challenge is. So it's very important for you to figure out what is your real challenge. For most people, it is not losing weight. That's the challenge. The challenge is something else. It could be something like sticking to the diet. That is something that I'm not able to do. Then ask yourself, what is the real challenge? Why are you not able to stick to your diet? Is it because your work hours are hectic? Is it because you feel too lazy to cook and that is something you don't enjoy? What is the real challenge and how do you go about fixing it? In order to illustrate how you can use self-introspection and asking yourself the right questions to come to better conclusions, better decisions, which align with your goals, your weight loss goals. Uh, Here is a conversation that I had recently with a previous client, and she's someone who has made such incredible progress, uh, especially with changing her behavior, changing her lifestyle around food and exercise. And she is making great progress even after the coaching has been done, which makes me so happy. And I'm super proud of her because ultimately my goal is to empower the people who choose to invest in me to be able to sustain this as a lifestyle long term. So this is not a short term thing, but something that you can keep up long term so that you can make progress on your own without needing to go to someone else again for a diet without needing to hop on some kind of diet plan. I don't want that to be the case. I want you to be empowered. All right. And she's doing that really well. But she reached out to me recently because of a a predicament she was having because she was trying to she has been trying to, you know, change apartments. And there were two options in front of her and she was having a slightly difficult time figuring out which would be better for her. So this is 
kind of the chat conversation that I just want to read out a little bit. So she told me that I have, it is time for a short break. If you have liked the episode so far, please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend. The podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you. Thank you in advance. Now back to the episode. I was trying to change apartments and I have two options. One that is cheaper, but I will have to walk 20 minutes every day up and down. And biggest concern is walking in the snow during winters and the snow gets real bad here. Another that is a little expensive, but has a free gym and I'll have to take the train to work, which is only 10 to 13 minutes with minimal walk for commute. Logically, I should avoid the snow because it was killing me last winter, but I was like, if I do stay at the cheaper apartment, I save on some money. Plus, I have to walk every day, no matter what, that can add to my activeness. And even in the winters, I will have no excuses. On the other hand, if I have gym in the building, I can save on travel time and incorporate some physical activity that doesn't seem like a chore. Both are good options. What do you think is a feasible option? Do you think if I do start walking like this every day, I will get used to it, even in crazy winter days or not causing too much stress in life is a better option with investing time in doing something else. So this was such a good question. And I was very happy that she brought this up because it is usually things like this that causes problems in people's lives. When it comes to weight loss, people think it is just like, you know, I'll get on a diet plan, I'll lose weight, but it is making permanent change in behaviors, which is difficult and making decisions which help you maintain these behaviors long-term. That is what needs to be your focus. When it comes to losing weight, moving about throughout the day, making sure you're doing your steps is something so crucial, all right? And a lot of people who are working professionals, they work in sedentary desk jobs, uh, they tend to not move so much, all right? And even if you are someone who has an active job, it's very likely that you spend your weekends not moving around so much unless and until uh, you take deliberate action to get in some kind of activity. So it becomes very crucial that you make it easy for yourself to adhere to these things. So in her case, you can see that she's thinking in the right direction. If she has a workplace which is slightly far away where she has to go uh, take a daily walk, to get to her workplace, it makes it easy for her to adhere to her steps. But at the same time, there is the problem of snow, right? And she had trouble adhering adhering to, you know, a walking routine, any kind of activity during the winter, last winter. So here is what I suggested. All right. Instead of just straightforward telling her what needs to be done, I just asked her a few questions. And this is what you need to do if you are having trouble making decisions which will help you reach your goals. So this is what I asked. A few questions that you need to ask yourself. That's what I sent her. Number one, if it snows real bad, would you still walk weekends as well? You have to be a little realistic here. Question number two, considering that your life is already quite hectic and stressful, is additional stress from environmental inconvenience a good idea? 
even if it forces you to move more. And question number three, if you have free gym access and more time, will you use that time to get your steps done in the gym instead? So these were the three questions I asked and then I added either situation will work, but I have a bias. I would always advocate for spending extra money to save time than the other way around. You'll be more relaxed, happy and productive. Before I get to her response, I just want to emphasize on the last point, which is super important. A lot of people feel that if they go with low budget options, even if it means, you know, facing some kind of inconvenience, staying with some kind of uh, extra stress, it is worth it because they save some money. I would like to suggest otherwise, if you invest in something which is slightly more expensive, it means you'll get your job done more efficiently. You will save time, which you can then use to do things which are more productive. And this is why you'd see people who are, you know, people who run big businesses, people like Elon Musk, for example, people who are billionaires, they have private jets, not because it's a it's a luxury thing like they show in movies. It is to save time so that when they run multiple billion dollar businesses, they don't have the time to you know, waste doing petty things. Like if they save money on the jet and they have to go via passenger airplanes, they waste a lot of time waiting in queues, you know, uh, having to book tickets. Whereas if they have a jet, they just, they just can go wherever they want for meetings. They don't have to do all the other paperwork that goes into, you know, whatever goes into, like when you're booking flights. So you'd notice this common pattern among the most efficient people, the people who are most productive, most successful, that they rarely ever sacrifice time for money. All right, because money is something that you can earn even if it's exhausted, but time, once it passes by, it's something that you cannot get back. In fact, there is something that I read recently. It was a tweet from Sahil Bloom, and he talked about a concept called time billionaire. Right. So time is our most precious asset. And when you're young, you're a time billionaire, a rich, a person who is rich with time. Now, too many people fail to realize the value of this asset until it's gone. So treat time as your ultimate currency. It's all you have. You can never get it back, which is very true. That is why I suggest that whenever you're making decisions that involves money and time, always try to invest in things which require more money because usually they're more efficient they will save you time in the longer run. So coming back to the chat conversation, a few things I asked her was, if it snows really bad, would you still do your walking even on weekends? And consider, considering that her life is still very stressful because of her work, is it a good idea to add additional inconvenience by staying at a place which could let her walk more because it's far, it's farther away from a workplace, but that's a place which gets a lot of snow, right? Which causes more stress for her. Is it worth it? And if she could save time instead by staying at a more expensive place and have gym access, would she still be able to get her steps done? Would she still be able to walk? So this is what she said, all right? That number one, no, I will not walk in the weekends at all. Okay, I know myself and I would be like, I went out every day. There is no way I will step out on the weekends and I'll probably have to invest in another gym instead. And number two, she said, 
I consider the snow a stress and currently I'm enjoying walking outside a lot. But I remember that in January, I wouldn't even step out if I didn't have to. And I had free access to the campus gym, but I didn't go even once. All right. And number three, she said that I do like spending some time in a gym. And even if I might not get much done, I like maybe just walk on the treadmill. Um, Even it may not be equivalent to a lot of calorie burning, going and doing something for half an hour reduces my stress by giving me a feeling that I'm doing something for my body. So yes, she said that if I have some time, I like going to the gym and this is something that I'll enjoy doing. So you can see how just asking the right questions gave her more clarity regarding her situation. And she said later that these questions were super helpful. Thank you so much. And I already knew the answers, but I did not know what to prioritize and you know put it on my pros and cons list. And that is really what you want. You just want to frame your questions up. I was just moving my hand and I just smacked my hand on the table. But you want to just frame your questions in such a way that leads you to come to a logical conclusion regarding what kind of decisions you want to make. Because if you just think solely from a perspective of which option will be cheaper, which option will be more economic, without taking into consideration your goals, your priorities, what are you trying to achieve? And if you're not weighing the pros and cons by asking yourself the right questions in a logical sequence, it's going to make it hard for you to make decisions. And that is going to make it harder for you to stick to behaviors which will let you get to your weight loss goals. So that is something that I just wanted to talk about because a lot of people, they have issues, they have problems in their day-to-day lives, which makes it hard for them to adhere to certain habits, certain behaviors, uh, which will help them get to their long-term goals. But unless and until you write down your goals, you write down your current challenges, and you ask yourself the right questions, you will not be able to critically evaluate what the right decisions would be for you. There's a kid crying right outside in the next house. I don't know if you can hear him or her, but it's so difficult to record a podcast when there's a kid crying. And there was, there was someone making like crazy noise even upstairs, but I hope that I'll be able to edit that out in the podcast episode. Um, I mean, when I did this, but this is really what I wanted to talk about. So ask yourself, the right questions, and you will come up with the answers yourself. But don't do this in your head. Do this on paper with your pen. And I hope this was helpful, really. That is all I wanted to discuss. And if you like the episode, please leave a rating on the podcast app that you're listening on right now. And make sure to follow, make sure to follow or subscribe to the show, depending on the app that you're listening on, so that you don't miss any new episodes that come out. And uh, also, uh, I'm losing my train of thought, also because that kid is crying outside, so it's getting a little distracting. But do me a favor and also share the episode with one friend who you think will enjoy the content. I'll see you again very soon. Until then, stay tuned, stay safe, and stay consistent.